You are listening to the Soar Above Cancer podcast, episode 65, Determining Your Self-Identity, with your hosts, Gabrielle and Alex. Hello, fellow cancer thrivers. Welcome to this week's episode of the Soar Above Cancer podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding the strength to not only survive a cancer diagnosis, but thrive at living one's life with cancer. So it's difficult to find a way to introduce this kind of vast concept today, the one of self-identity or of identity. So I found this quote that I really like that's very well known about identity and creating it instead of just finding yourself. So the quote goes like this, life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. And it's a quote by George Bernard Shaw. And for me, it really meant that we have the power to determine what that self-identity is. And with cancer, that can be an important part of our experience. So maybe we can jump right in. And Alex, do you feel like you knew yourself before your diagnosis? I think going into cancer and understanding who I was, if I had to take a step back, initially when I was diagnosed, I think I would say that I did know myself. But I would say that I was someone who basically went through the motions. I found I was just someone who liked to be around my friends. I fell into routine of going to the gym. So I was consistently doing that. I was a big fan of sports. So I would watch as much sports and hockey and baseball as possible. And I knew that I was very, very much focused academically on my grades and trying to be the best student possible and be discouraged when I didn't do my best. So I did think that I knew myself. I just felt that maybe it was time for a change and I didn't think that I had the capability. And so I felt that maybe I was in a rut. But at the same time, I think if I had continued forward without my diagnosis, I would have continued to be the same person and maybe not be able to understand that there was things in my life that I wanted to change like things moving forward into my career there was one thing that I thought okay I'm good at this at this business and this numbers and accounting and things like that but is it something I wanted to do I didn't really have a lot of inkling of if something there needed to change when I was told my diagnosis so I did feel like I knew myself at the initial time but when I was diagnosed going through it, I think that a lot of things came to the forefront of my mind and things changed. So it was, it was an interesting concept. So are you saying that cancer kind of pushed you forward, really? Is that what you're trying to say? Or? Yeah, I think that as I was going through my journey itself, a lot of things came out and, and I thought a lot about things that needed to change. So I... I started questioning if I was the person that I wanted to be throughout cancer. And I think it was a lot of change that happened. And I felt that it was time to fall into a role that I wanted to be a part of a little bit more. And I was thinking, okay, is this the person that I want to be moving forward? And is it the same person that I was before my diagnosis? So it definitely forced me forward, probably more for the better than for the worse. And that's interesting. Yeah. What about yourself, Gabrielle? Now just I've talked for a little bit, but by by all means go into sort of who you were beforehand and if you felt like you knew this person that was yourself. Yeah, so I think I was I'm I'm very introspective as a 
person. It's very much in my nature to be looking inwards and trying to understand myself and all of that. So I think I've always done that pretty well and and kind of known myself. However, pre-cancer, I think I knew what was evident about myself, what I could see, what was visible, I guess. So I knew who I was, my personality, what came out. I could describe my life's events, stuff like that, stuff that were were more concrete. When I got diagnosed, I think I came to the realization that I didn't know myself in the abstract kind of way. I didn't know where I stood in regards to my thoughts on death, for example. That's the, the one example that kind of stands out is I really didn't know what I thought about it. Meanwhile, that does play a part in in your world views. So I think I got to know myself a lot differently throughout my cancer experience and still to this day because it has pushed me to ask questions that I would have never asked myself prior to my diagnosis. That's a good way to look at it. There's a lot of concepts and topics that you might not even have an opinion on in general until you sort of go through the diagnosis and the, and the process of your cancer treatments and things like that. And then you sort of gain more perspective and, and you learn a little bit more about how you respond. Yeah, and that's important because that's a, a big part of he, who you are. So moving on to our second question here, we, we discuss whether we felt like we knew who we were before our diagnosis. Now we discuss sort of in the midst of going through our treatment and going through our cancer journey, did we grow as a result of this and how exactly did we grow? That's a hard question, I think, Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think it's it'd be probably easier to answer the question, how did I not grow? In which ways okay. done? Because seriously, the, the list of ways that I did grow when it comes to my cancer experience and how it has impacted my life are are numerous. And I don't yeah. know, I wouldn't even know where to start because I'm not at all the same person today that I was when I was diagnosed. There's like a, a very drastic switch on multiple levels. What about you? That's a good point. I feel like it's very abstract concept. You're right. I mean, you really just grow in the sense that I think you have so much time to look into the depths of yourself and your personality and the way you respond to things and what you like and dislike and whether the things you thought were true in the past were true and and how different experiences, whether they're really, really good or really, really bad, change you. And so for me, I just felt that I loved myself a little bit more. And the biggest, I, that's what we could say, I guess we can just sort of hone in on maybe the biggest changes or the one change or one growth aspect that, that hit the hardest. So for me in that, in that respect, I think I just felt that I needed to do things more for myself. So mm-hmm. I didn't really necessarily move forward to the best of, of what everyone else thought I should do, or maybe just being adequate in my happiness I wanted to experience all of the things that were best for myself and so I grew in the sense that I knew a little bit more about who I was and the fact that when I talked to a counselor I determined that I would essentially compare myself to the highest percentile of people whether that be through grades or through athletics or just personality wise and what other people have achieved 
And so I never felt that I was really satisfied with my performance. And so determining and going into the depths of who I was, I learned I should be happy with being the person that I am. And that you have to look on the other side of how well do you compare to the people that maybe you don't consider because they're not as good or as, as well-versed in a certain experience than you are. Compare yourself to both sides and realize that you are doing better or worse than certain people and you should be proud of the person that you are in general. So that's what I think the biggest concept for me that really made me grow because I learned to just take care of myself a little bit more and be happy with the person that I was and not necessarily do things to please other people or compare myself to the best people and make myself feel small. So that's probably the biggest concept for me, I would say. Oh, that's interesting. That's a good one to learn. Mm -hmm. If we're going into examples, I think one of the positive ways in which I have grown is in regards to empathy and learning how not that I didn't do it before but I I think I understand on a different level how to be empathetic with people especially people who have gone through cancer of course because I can relate in a different way but overall I think so too and I think it's also important to maybe touch upon the areas of growth that might be a little more negative because there's always some positive growth but Cancer and a cancer experience is traumatic and quite an event in one's life that also puts strains on a person, and that can be negative at times. I'll give my example. There's some anger sometimes that I feel that I've grown into with my cancer experience that I am trying to deal with, that I am learning to manage. But nonetheless, my cancer experience has changed me in that way, which it might be a little more negative. So, yeah, no, that's that's interesting because I'd say if if we were touching upon maybe the negative aspect, being that you've gone through something that you never considered would happen to you as an individual, maybe for myself, there's times I'm more anxious or more concerned or paranoid mm-hmm. at little things right? That the normal or the someone who didn't experience cancer or something similar wouldn't consider or wouldn't even bat an eye at. But now that you've had this experience of little things actually being a lot bigger and meaning a lot more in the negative and, and things that you think, okay, it's just this small lump, but it turns out to be this extravagant thing. Now you're a little bit more aware, a little bit more concerned with smaller things that might happen. And, and it sort of eats at you a little bit more. That's how I feel at certain times. So maybe if we're looking more at the growth there, it's 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 good to be more aware of what's going on, but then it, it poses a lot of negative mental thought processes in yourself at times too. And that's just something that as a cancer thriver, we have to we have to deal with and we have to learn to sort of look in a positive light in, in, in a way. And to understand that we're always growing as a person yeah. and within that cancer experience and beyond do you ever miss that person that you were pre-cancer considering that you said that you had changed dramatically that's a great question I think the only part of that person that maybe that I miss is the sense of innocence yeah maybe just you know that that at that time I was in university I was sort of just like I said earlier going through the motions going to school doing my homework 
I didn't necessarily have a, a path that I was carving out for myself. I was just sort of moving forward and hoping for the best and not really worried about what would happen in the future. And then obviously you get hit with a whirlwind of information and your life changes and now you don't really have the control. And so the fact that that sense of innocence was very comforting because you don't necessarily understand that you have control, but you actually do. And so when you're going through cancer, you kind of are just hit with all this information and you have to deal with it and then make plans for the future and try and deal with so many different things at once. And then when you know, you're just going through life pre-diagnosis, you don't have to deal with things like that. So I think just the sense of innocence would be the one aspect that I would change, but I'm very much happy with the sense of growth that I've, that I've been dealt with for the past few years. That's a good question. I'm going to pose the same one to yourself. Do you miss yourself pre-diagnosis? I love the person that I've become through the cancer experience. So I would generally tend to say no, except that it's the same as you. I miss that sense of innocence. So there's some days where I wake up and I'm like, wouldn't it be easier to just be an average 22-year-old or 23-year-old? And so that innocence is something that I miss. But otherwise, I think I would agree with you. So we talk a lot now about how we sort of came to grow and what we miss about ourselves and things we didn't miss. And now we want to hone in on specifics. So I'm going to ask the question, what characteristics were enhanced by our journey? And how did we grow in these specific characteristics? So Gabrielle, did you want to start this question off? I like this question because I've I've recently been looking into various concepts in the context of my thesis for my my school. And one of the concepts that I fell upon was post-traumatic growth because the idea that our cancer experience is a trauma, but that we can come out of it stronger and it can build on those those positive characteristics and enhance those in ourselves. Post-traumatic growth for those who don't, who aren't aware of that term, it's, it's basically a positive psychological change that is experienced as a result of either adversity or a challenge such as a cancer diagnosis. And that is really interesting because I think that from the people that I've met who have or who have had cancer, who have gone through the cancer experience, these individuals have strengths and are incredibly resilient and it fascinates me all the time. So I have a hard time just thinking of my experience when I have a world of people that I either follow on social media or that I've met through different organizations or different situations that have incredible characteristics like empathy being one of them. So stronger empathy, spiritual awareness, a deep appreciation for life, better relationships, things like that. Do you have any specific characteristics, Alex, that you're thinking of? I definitely have a few, but just touching upon what you said, it's interesting some of the examples you give there and some of them seem like such cliches in terms of building relationships and having this appreciation for life, but they are true. And it's hard to sort of fathom that those things do become self-evident until you really go through something and you do have appreciation for these characteristics. So it is very true what you're saying there. And it's interesting. But 
if you're listening to this episode and you're like, this is not me, I've not gone to the point where I can appreciate life or my relationships have not gone deeper or, or any uh, anything that might be going through your mind, it doesn't mean that you're doing things wrong. It's just these are characteristics that can be enhanced. And I just wanted to mention that because I don't necessarily identify with all positive uh, characteristics that can come out of a cancer experience, but it doesn't mean that I'm not growing as a person, et cetera. So. Oh, absolutely. And, and everyone's different. So that's, that's a big thing too. Right? Yeah. In terms of specific characteristics, there's just a few that I think have stood out rather than others. One being confidence. Oh, I interesting. felt that. Yeah, I felt that I think afterwards, I, you just look back at what you went through. And it's it, it's hard to, to get to this stage. But when you go through, for myself, these two years and, and plus of treatment, and you make it to the other side, and it seems like everything's fantastic, which for myself, now I've gotten to the point where I'm happy with where I'm at. I think that you gain this sense of confidence as if you've gained this strength to move mountains and, and such to put it that way so when I walk into a room now I feel confident in who I am as a person and I think that is just from the sense of growth that I felt I've done through going through my treatment and, and understanding things about myself so I feel a lot more confident just in who I am regardless of the scenario which is it's taken a long time to get to and a lot of people have a tough time getting there but I think I finally a little bit more comfortable in my own skin after moving forward with with being a cancer thriver another characteristic would be spontaneity and so that sort of comes with the sense of appreciation of life and the fact that i want to do things for myself and i want to be happy and now that i realize that not the fact of life is short but that anything could happen at any time you need to enjoy the little things in life and not necessarily procrastinate with things that maybe could enhance your happiness so when i want to buy tickets to this concert that maybe it's a little expensive, but I think I might be able to enjoy or I want to go and, and do a vacation or just enjoy a specific day. And, and I'm a little bit more spontaneous in those respects because I know that my happiness is something I really want to put first. And so that's been able to give me the, the strength and the mindset to have a little bit more spontaneous actions. And I think finally, that concept of empathy, I didn't really think of until you mentioned it in this episode, just being able to understand how others feel and, and, giving, and giving my opinion and my advice based on my experience on maybe how to help. It definitely helps when other people are looking for either a shoulder to lean on or some advice or just someone to talk to. When you can bring out your experiences to help others and you understand for the most part, where someone is coming from, whether that be physical aspects of cancer or even mental illness, not necessarily to the scope that some people deal with, but myself going through anxiety at times, I kind of get a sense of how people may be feeling and, and sharing that advice based on that always makes me feel good. So those are just three characteristics specifically that I found I've been able to, to identify with. I would like to add one that kind of goes with empathy and I'm having a hard time finding one word. So maybe you can help me, Alex. But it's that idea that we're also able to react to, I guess, trauma in ourselves or others very differently. So when someone, for example, passes away, 
I find myself better able to manage my relationship with people who were close to that person compared to prior. Maybe that comes because we were we were very young being diagnosed. But I feel like I, I don't necessarily need to say something. I, I act differently than I would have before I went through this trauma or, or this experience with cancer. I think it goes with empathy. I think it, yeah. we are more empathetic and are able to translate that into our interactions with others. Yeah, maybe it's a sense of being more like analytical in a sense, like being under, being able to understand and read a certain situation and understand how to react. But that's a far cry with the word, but still it's, it's similar to, I guess, in that sense, sort mm-hmm. of how to understand how to, how to deal with certain circumstances. So the first quote that I introduced in this podcast was, life isn't about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. And I think going through a cancer experience, you create or you work on creating a person that you can be proud of and growing into the person that you want to be. That makes it so that you end up at certain points of your experience looking at yourself in the mirror thinking this is who I've become and and pondering the question am I happy with who I am today is this the person that I want to be do I do I like myself as I am having gone through all of this when you consider different periods of your cancer experience have you always found yourself looking positively back at yourself or are there times when you weren't as satisfied? And, and I think it, I break it down into different phases and mm-hmm. different stages of the treatment. So when I was in the hospital, I very much liked how I handled it. Maybe I was still in shock. Maybe I was not thinking clearly, but I think I just sort of thought about myself over others. And it's selfish, but it's good in a sense, because I had a lot of people reaching out and a lot of different people giving me advice. But I had the mental capacity to maybe think about what was best for me at the time, which is difficult, especially when you're first diagnosed. So I think I was a little bit happy early on with sort of how I dealt with the initial shock and initial stages. When I was dealing with this, the second stage of these eight months of semi-isolation at home, there was times I felt really sorry for myself and I didn't necessarily think about what is going to happen in the future. And I was more self-wallowing and so at the time, I wasn't really happy with who I was, and maybe I was more so just upset with my scenario, but I think I just wasn't as strong as I think I could be. So there was times where I was like, I don't really know how I feel about myself, and, and there was so many thoughts going through my head. So it wasn't necessarily positive at that, at that time. And then when I went back to school, I think, was the beginning of the initial phase of that evolution of of who I was as a person and moving forward in a positive way. I think I determined that I was a very motivated person, someone who was very strong mentally and physically to have the ability to go back to school and force myself forward and try and create a life and a person that I liked. So I think the last sort of year or so of my cancer journey, I was the beginning of me being a little bit more positive and and understanding who I was as a person and being happy with that person, making decisions that were best for me, like changing my career path halfway through my university, 
-hmm. I don't think that was something that I'd be able to do prior. I think I wouldn't have even thought of whether I'd be happy with what I did as a job moving forward. And, and I think that is just a, a specific example of me being able to make those decisions and being more confident in who I was as a person to say, okay, this isn't what's going to make me happy in my future. So I think for my final year or so was when I started to be a little bit more positive in who I was and, and creating building blocks to this evolution of self-identity of myself. So that would be for me. Do you find, Gabrielle, that throughout your journey, there was negatives and positives in, in how you looked at yourself as a person? I think I operate with the idea that I am in a continuous state of growth. And that's kind of how I like to see myself in the world. That being said, I think there are moments in my experience, especially when I was in active treatments, where my mental health kind of casted a shadow on the, the growing aspects of my experience, how I was growing and improving and all of that. When I was in in depression or having high anxiety those were times like I think you you alluded to where it was more difficult to see yourself as someone who was growing after that I think I came to the realization that I had grown tremendously and that came from people telling me and just me reflecting on my experience I became aware of everything that I had gone through and how much I had changed and and grown into a person that I was proud to be. So I think that all along it was always there and I knew deep down how much I was growing and, and liking what I was accomplishing. But sometimes maybe masked by other factors that were incredibly powerful, including mental health, which is a component, a factor that many people experience cancer. To everyone listening, discovering yourself is not going to be oh this is I love myself and I'm no. continuing to love myself it is a, a process of getting to this stage of really feeling self-aware and, and loving the person that you are and, and really understanding who you are and, and there's a lot of steps and and things that you can do to get to that point but it's it's, it's a bumpy road to say the least yeah I would say that it's those little moments of clarity when you're you're thinking to yourself or you're pondering something and you're like I wait I did I did make tremendous progress I like the person who who I am today I I like where I'm heading and sometimes that can be just a little moment but as you go along and you have more of those moments I think it it becomes easier to understand that that person never leaves but it is not an easy process. It's a long, tedious, almost fight with yourself <laughs> to understand and to believe that you are everything that you actually are. So this sort of segues very nicely into our final question here, or our final topic, is the sense that, first of all, self-identity and discovering it is, for the most part, a natural process. It's hard to plan. But there are a few steps and activities that can be done to sort of find your identity through your cancer experience. I don't have many to discuss personally. I'm going to just discuss one sort of big concept that helped me and something that I wish I did a little bit more. And then I'm going to give the floor to you, Gabrielle. I'm sure you okay. have a lot of wonderful ideas as well. For me, one thing that I didn't necessarily do a whole lot of until the end and then afterwards 
was to write a lot of my thoughts down or to blog. And the reason to do this would be when you write your thoughts or a certain idea about a concept that you're thinking or the way you feel, the way you've reacted to a certain situation. And you do this early on in your treatment and you continue to do this through the periods of time where you're feeling down, periods where you're feeling the most strength you've ever felt throughout your experience until the end and even afterwards and you get a chance to look back at these posts it's very it's very obvious how you've grown as a person and this is just one step because you look at okay i reacted poorly this time but then a few months later a similar situation happened and i decided to react a little bit more positively and maybe with a little more empathy or a lot, lot more thought into a certain scenario so i think that's one really good way to sort of look at and reflect at the person that you once were and maybe how you grew as a person moving forward. And you don't necessarily have to do this via writing. I would have moments of clarity, like you mentioned earlier, where I'd realize that maybe I was a little bit different at this point than I was a year ago based on the experiences that I've gone through through my journey. But it's hard to do so off the top of your head. These moments of clarity accessed a little easier if maybe you're writing them down or have a little bit of a journey or a blog that you've you've created to sort of help with that. So that's the one step that I found would be helpful if I had done it through my journey. Now I'm going to, um, like I said, I'll give the floor to you, Gabrielle. I really like your idea. And it's like you said, it's not necessarily just about writing, but it can be about expressing yourself in any which way possible. It could be about talking to someone about it. It could be creating art about how you're feeling or your progress or, or whatever so the opportunities to to express yourself are vast even though fatigue there there might be barriers to to it sometimes I think that's a very good way to start learning about yourself and finding yourself in a way now I think my only suggestion because I think I only have one too is the idea of mindfulness and using introspection and, and mindfulness to your advantage when it comes to learning about yourself and of course it's about translating it to like Alex said into writing so that you can remember it one of my favorite I think experiences where I started to learn about myself and my experience with cancer because that kind of goes with it you also need to learn about your cancer experience to get to know yourself after diagnosis it was I had come up with kind of an analogy to explain how different my life had been and that first moment of of crisis of of trauma where you're like oh I have cancer and I built it. I built this analogy into kind of something that I could share with others that made sense in a way to other people. And it was about a mirror kind of shattering and how to put it back together. I wrote a blog post that that's I'll link in the show notes if you want to go read it. It's really for me, that was one of the moments of clarity that I got to jot down on paper. But it came from me standing still for a moment, being mindful of where I was. And at that specific moment, being mindful of what I thought about the moment I was diagnosed. And I was just there kind of in the moment. 
eventually I processed it, I, I put it on paper, I expressed it in a way. But it started with being mindful and present. And for me, that was key throughout my entire cancer experience to learning about myself because I wasn't going to find myself in what others were saying or in the fast-paced everyday world. It was within myself. So being mindful kind of helped me through that. So I think that would be my thought. So today on our podcast, we discussed the concept of self-identity. How do we get there throughout our cancer journey? We discussed some of our ideas of how we felt pre-diagnosis and the evolution of how we discovered ourselves and the fact that it's not necessarily key to discover yourself and love yourself at any point of your cancer journey. It could be a bumpy road and it could be a process. But in the end, we all do change in a certain way, whether at times for the better or at other times for the worse. And because cancer is an experience that is going to shake the earth and it's going to change someone's concept on certain things. But in the end, taking steps to write things down, taking steps to be mindful of the situation and be aware of who you are as a person at certain times are a couple of great ways to be a little bit more self-evident and understand yourself as a person. Because as Gabrielle mentioned earlier with this famous quote, life isn't about finding yourself, life is about creating yourself. Take this opportunity to go through this journey and understand who you are as a person and hopefully discover your self-identity in the most positive way. This ends episode 65 for determining your self-identity. As always, if you have any questions or suggestions or comments, or if you simply want to share your story, do reach out through the Soar Above Cancer blog, as well as our social media accounts, which are all linked in the show notes. We would love to hear from you. We really would. Many smiles to you and see you next week.